brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a Midi clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we are live. Welcome to the NBA Strategy Show. It is Thursday, November 3rd. I am Josh Engelman. I am joined by Adam Scher. We are brought to you by Prize Picks, And we've got an uninteresting one today. Two games, and neither one of them are any good, which doesn't help at all. But we're still going to play DFS because uh, that is fun. And what else would we do at night? So hit the like button, subscribe to the channel, hit the notification bell so you know when everything goes live. Adam, anything good yesterday? No, um, didn't have DeJounte Murray, didn't have Darius Garland, so pretty much had no chance at winning. Was half the field on Davion Mitchell. That was cool, but was over on Harrison Barnes, who also wasn't very good. Had a lot of Kelly Oubre. That was fun. Had a lot of Jaden McDaniels. That was fun, but no, nothing exciting. Same, same. Got most of it back, though, so I guess I'll, you know, I woke up feeling like it was a win. I'll take what I can get in that regard, but this is a pretty ugly two-gamer. Golden State Warriors, big favorites in Orlando. Denver, big favorites in OKC. This is a stink bomb. Um, <laughs> might have to play some Thursday showdown football just to, like, care a little bit. But I do think this is, as weird as this sounds, like a relatively easy slate to project. Uh, we'll see how you feel once we get into it. Other than uh, the random number generator that is the Oklahoma City Thunder, the rest of this seems pretty cut and dry to me. I'm anxious to get your thoughts, though. I'd say we just get into it because the faster we get started, the faster we can get out of here. Yeah, I mean, a two-game slate where you have Oklahoma City and Orlando as two of the teams uh, should be a good time. Yeah, at least we know, at least I know one thing that you and I are both doing, and that's probably playing a bunch of Paolo Bancaro, considering I think you and I are higher on him from a rates perspective than most at this point which I'm not mad about, but let's just get into it if you're ready. Yeah, and by the way, I think the Texans play tonight, so I'm not sure football is going to be any better. Yeah, that's a good point. Yikes. All right, here we go. We'll do it. We're going to start on the Golden State side, which honestly feels pretty easy at this point. They've kind of firmed up their rotation, and... 
everybody that's normally available is available. Still no DiVincenzo, no Andre Iguodala, but uh, like this team's got the same rotation every single night ever since DiVincenzo went out. You know, we had Clay out once and Kaminga stepped into some time. Anthony Lamb barely or like basically randomly saw the floor, but we got it set in stone. For once, we could roster Curry. It's a two-game slate. Yeah, uh, he's going to look pretty good here. He played, you know, 34 and a half minutes last game. You can typically expect 34, 35 minutes from him. And, you know, obviously, if he plays less, there's a good chance it's because he just shot the lights out early on in the game. 9,900 certainly looks pretty good for him. Uh, Not a bad matchup by any stretch. Uh, Projected for 38% ownership. So, I mean, that's sort of the issue is... It's a really popular Curry, but he should be with it being a two-game slate. Um, and, you know, there's there's no Giannis. There's no Doncic. You do have Jokic, but uh, Curry's going to look pretty good. I agree. Uh, 42% owned on FanDuel, 38 on DraftKings. I have about that mark, so I, I don't have too much to read into it. Obviously, there's just a lot of ownership going to everybody here. Wiggins is at 30 on both sites. Draymond is 29 on DraftKings and 40 on FanDuel. Clay. Uh, looks really good to me. 36% owned on DraftKings, 50 on FanDuel. I agree with it. Poole and Looney, both around 30% on both sites. Who do you like the most here for Golden State? Or do you have one? I, I think they kind of look similar. I mean, clearly I like Curry the most, but he's also the most expensive. Clay at 5,500 coming off of a game where he played like 30 minutes. You had mentioned it the other day, you know, about his playing time being up as well. He hasn't been shooting well, but he's still pretty cheap for that amount of playing time. Jordan Poole at 6,400, probably going a bit under-owned. Um, hopefully they stop calling him for carrying every time he touches the ball. But, uh, you know, he's likely to play 28 to 30 minutes and obviously a, is a good scorer. So I think I like the upside there. The 6K price tag on green is fine. Andrew Wiggins is rebounding well this year. 6,800, he's going to look good. I, I kind of just like all five of those guys. And then you get the Kevon Looney piece where – He's playing anywhere from 22 to 28 minutes. And if it's 28, he's going to be good. If it's 22, he's not. Yep. What do we do at the bottom end of this? Because I don't think that there's much distinction in talking about Curry, Wiggins, Green, Thompson, Poole, and Looney. Jamichael Green is 11% owned at 3,600 on DraftKings. Um, Moses Moody is 12% owned at 3,300 on DraftKings. Even Ty Jerome and James Wiseman are 7% owned right now. What do you see at the bottom end of Golden State uh, that you would want to get to? Wiseman would be at least a little intriguing to me, but his minutes all over the map. Yeah, the Wiseman piece is really interesting because on the one hand, the minutes, he, he's not just being like the sole backup to Kevon Looney anymore. You know, you're not getting, or and you're not even getting like 18 minutes. You know, he played nine minutes last game. But on the other hand, his salary is down to $3,500. He's only projected for 7% ownership. I think the most likely case is that he doesn't play a ton of minutes here. But if he does, that's just a tournament-winning play right there, given the way the guy produces uh, fantasy points when he's on the floor at 3,500. So I do think it's an interesting spot to kind of just gamble on his playing time at that ownership. Um, Jermichael Green playing, you know, 16 to 18 minutes at 3,600 looks reasonable. He's getting 11% ownership. Moody at 3,300. I hate rostering the guy, but, you know, 0.72 DraftKings points per minute so far this year is decent at that price if he's going to play 18 minutes or so. Uh, the the Wiseman piece is the most interesting one to me. The fact that he's 4,400 on FanDuel makes it kind of difficult, but the draft with the DraftKings price, Wiseman's biggest issue is that he is like just completely lost defensively. Uh, facing the second unit Mo Bamba center run Orlando Magic, 
I don't feel like the offensive sets coming out of Orlando are going to be the same complex nature that uh, you could see somewhere else. This feels like a sneaky, decent spot for Wiseman to get a couple extra minutes. Not necessarily like play more than he normally does, but like play the high end of his normal range just because it's a better matchup for him than it normally is. Yeah, and I think it's also kind of interesting to note like two games ago he played 13 minutes, which is still lower than you know we would have expected a week or two ago. But last game where he played nine minutes, he did pick up three fouls in the first half. So maybe he would have played a little bit more there. Like maybe you're, I think you're still probably talking like 12 ish, 12, 13 minutes from Wiseman. Yeah. I gave him 12. So we're on the same page there. And both guys that you named for ranges, you were like 28 to 30 or 16 to 18. Both of those times you've named those were the only two times I handed out negative or uh, uh, odd numbers of minutes. You hit my specific mark of minutes for both of those ranges. So I feel pretty dialed in in Golden State. I just don't think there's a lot of wiggle room. So one spot that I do think is interesting to think about, and I'm not really sure, like I'm I'm not going to approach it really differently, Um, but with Golden State being favored by nine, that does seem like it would be good for Looney's minutes and bad for Pools if we go with the theory that Kevon Looney is playing down the stretch when they're winning and Poole is playing when they're losing. That's a good point. I don't think that would be crazy at all. Like, I don't, I don't want to just like give Looney. I, I like, I don't want to go from you know twenty four minutes for Looney, twenty nine for Pool to like twenty six a piece or something. That yeah. seems like a little drastic, but um, it does just make me a little bit more interested in Looney. You know, they're they're favored to be winning if it's relatively competitive down the stretch. Looney has a bigger role probably than either Pool or Thompson. You know, one of the two. Since it's a two game slate, I think this is a relevant conversational piece. What do you set for groups here for this team? Or do you even bother, given the fact that it's sort of like Curry plus everybody else? Yeah, with it being a two-game slate, I'm probably... Typically, I'm just not very aggressive with grouping. Like, I need a really good reason for it. Like, for example, if this were a bigger slate, I'd be pretty comfortable saying, like, max two of Clay Thompson, Jordan Poole, Kevon Looney, because I only think two of those guys are closing. But with it being a two-game slate, even though only two of those guys are closing, you can very easily have... The closing lineup be Clay Thompson and Jordan Poole. And Kevon Looney still is one of the better values at 4,100 because he just happens to play well for 22 minutes. So I don't yeah. want to like group those guys out. I think that, and even, I don't know, like Looney Weissman would be a group that I pretty much always set. But if Kevon Looney plays 22 minutes and James Weissman plays 12, there's a non zero chance, there's a relatively high chance that they both do enough to be good plays. So, yeah. I don't really know that there's groups on this team that I would set on a two-game slate. There's definitely groups that I would set if this were, you know, four, five, six, ten gamer. But here, I don't think I really care. I agree. It it seem Golden State seems really easy. You you've got Curry for like the raw points upside. You've got five other guys that I think are interchangeable based on their salary, and then like you probably want to try to work in one of their normal bench guys if you're a max type player to try to get to the Greens and Moody's and Ty Jerome's of the world. It seems pretty easy to project the Warriors, which means they're all going to play like 26 minutes. They're going to beat the piss out of Orlando. And like Ryan Rollins is going to be in the optimal lineup today. Right. And I say that jokingly as if we don't joke around about shit like this on the streams and get back to back Boston and Cleveland overtime games. Yeah. And to clarify, because people are almost certainly at some point going to bring it up and ask, um, you're not playing guys like Ryan Rollins hoping this game blows out. No, you are not. You're playing Moses Moody 
if you like kind of hope the game blows out right, or like, Ty Jerome but, but or James even, Wiseman, but even that's a different discussion. Right, point th- those are guys that like you you can get there in a regular game, and then if the game blows out, you're probably going to get some garbage time run, which is cool. Yeah, you do not pick people that you think maybe they'll play the final six minutes <laughs> because it's an ass beating. That's not how this works. Yeah, if you want to try to thread the needle on guys that you think could also like play the blowout and play the regular game, that's a different kind of question. Oh, Drop Rose's promise is that the Magic will keep this close. Uh, the Vegas line of eight doesn't seem to agree, <laughs> but whatever. Golden State in the books. Anything else? No. All right. Schedule for the rest of the day. We have so many shows today. It's insane. NFL strategy show coming up after this at 11 a.m. MMA strategy show coming up at 1 p.m. Do we have a good UFC card this week? We do not. Uh, it is in your best interest to not even turn that on. <laughs> so it, is it bad, bad, or is it you're not going to like it and I am going to like it bad? Uh, it's not bad, bad, but there's no like television appeal to the main card. I, I don't I don't know most of the guys that are on the undercard, so I can't speak to that. Yeah, There are a lot of non-recognizable names that are fighting. On Just, Saturday, give me some low talent bangers. That's all I want. It's not the best card in the world, but anyway, MMA strategy show at 1 p.m. They'll break that bad boy down. NHL strategy show at two. We'll have the No House Advantage NFL show at three, the No House Advantage NBA show at 3 30. Adam will then be back for the deeper dive at five o'clock. I will not be back for any of these shows, but live before lock will happen at six as will NFL Live Before Lock at 7. That is eight more individual live shows coming up. Enjoy it, everybody. Now we go to the Orlando side, and one complicating piece here is that, one, everybody's still injured for Orlando, but Terrence Ross is questionable with left knee contusion. He did leave the most recent game quite early. I have him in for right now, but him being out would create a bunch of additional value that we're not ready for. That's for sure. We'll start at the top. Uh, Franz Wagner and Paolo Bancaro are the two highest owned guys for Orlando. They're comparably owned in the low thirties on DK and the low forties on FanDuel. I like them both, but uh, I like Paolo more than uh, Franz at this point. Yeah. Same boat. Um, I think they both look good. They're getting similar ownership. Obviously Wagner's a little bit less expensive, but uh, really, really like Bancaro obviously didn't come through last game. Just basically didn't get peripherals at all. Uh, but that hasn't been the case for him overall this season. 29.9% usage rate seems to be stabilizing around where we would have expected it to uh, 12.5% rebounding percentage, 18% assist percentage, averaging 1.16 DraftKings points per minute. The price tag is getting up there a bit, but this is a very fast paced Golden State team. They've been bad defensively so far, at least. Don't know if that continues or not, but uh, certainly been impressed with Ben Caro and going back to him after he joined Kyrie Irving in ruining my night two nights ago. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also ruined my night. Also joined Kyrie Irving in ruining my night. Uh, but yes, going straight back to Bancaro, I have 86% of him on Fandle at this moment. He is small forward, power forward eligible. That's scary, but that's fine. I also want to go to Franz, 6,800 on Fandle, 6,700 on DraftKings. Uh, again, a slight pace up spot in this one looks good to me. I don't, I don't have like too much to add. They just, I want to, if I'm going to be getting to Orlando, I'd like to get to the guys that I know are going to play 30 plus minutes. Yeah. Uh, and Wagner 
Wagner hasn't been great from a fantasy standpoint this year, 0.86 mm-hmm. DraftKings points per minute, but the opportunities are there. He does have a 24% usage rate. He has nearly a 20% assist percentage. I think the assist percentage is a little bit disappointing compared to what a lot of people expected coming into the season. We're seeing Bancaro with a similar assist percentage. Um, you know, Cole Anthony, when he was playing, had a higher assist percentage. Suggs will have the ball in his hands plenty when he's on the floor. So you're not getting quite as much point Wagner, playmaking Wagner as I think we hoped. And he's not really rebounding at a high rate either, but you know, still getting opportunities in this offense and playing plenty of minutes for his price tag. Let's work our way down. Let's hit the other main starter. That is Wendell Carter Jr. 7,400 on DraftKings, just center eligible. 7,600 on FanDuel also gets the power forward eligibility. How do you feel about Wendell Carter Jr. here, who seems, I don't know, appropriately priced? Yeah, I think he looks pretty good. Uh, one thing that I do like to see is he hasn't taken a playing alongside Bull Bull. Uh, still has a 15% rebounding percentage. He's averaging 1.16 DraftKings points per minute. And it's worth noting, he didn't take a hit playing alongside Bamba last year either. It was like a really weird thing where when they started the two of them together, you sort of expected him to lose some rebounding, lose some production, and his rebound rate actually went up playing with Bamba, which didn't make a ton of sense, but uh, it happened. So it's nice to see him again, not really being affected by uh, who he's in the front court with. So... Just looks pretty good. You know, I wish he had power forward eligibility on DraftKings. It would make him look a hell of a lot better. But 7,400, you know, on average playing around 33 minutes, averaging over a fantasy point per minute. Uh, He's at 1.03 DraftKings points per minute overall this season. 1.16 alongside Bowl, like I said. So it looks pretty good. I think that it's kind of, I guess it's probably because of the position. I was going to say it's a little surprising that he's getting less ownership than Wagner, but it's probably just small forward versus center. Yeah. Who is the best Orlando play that isn't one of those first three guys? Bobo. Who could have seen this coming? <laughs> I agree with you. I think it's Bobo as well. 21% owned right now. Uh, it came out of my Sims quite a bit higher than that. If it's not Bobo, it's Jalen Suggs to me. Uh, and that's even with Terrence Ross in, in my eyes. If Ross ends up out, Suggs is going to look at least just firmed up even more. Uh, but let's talk about Bobo. 6,200 on DraftKings. Small forward, power forward. Looks fantastic. 5,800 on FanDuel. Just center eligible, which is so annoying. Um, And and like the weirdest thing in the world. Of all the guys that just be center eligible, you take the one that isn't playing center. Um, Talk to me about Bull Bowler. He's actually been good. And that makes me just more confident in playing him. Not for the obvious reason of he's scoring fantasy points, but because at first I wasn't really sure how to treat him because I didn't know, you know, is he kind of just being used as a placeholder and Orlando's going to just move guys back ahead of him in the rotation when they can, but he's played his way, I think very firmly into the rotation at this point. And there's no reason for Orlando not to want to, you know, develop him and see what they can get out of him. So I'm pretty comfortable just, you know, giving him starter minutes at this point, he played about 30 minutes, 31 minutes last game. Uh, he had been going into that game. He was averaging, I think, 28 minutes per game as a starter. So I'm pretty comfortable going to, you know, 29, 30 minutes from him. He's averaging 1.17 DraftKings points per minute so far. 20% usage rate, 17.8% rebounding percentage leads the team. Small forward power forward on DraftKings is really useful. I'm not entirely sure why he's getting two-thirds the ownership of Franz Wagner. I agree. Um, I think... These guys are ultra, ultra similar. The guy had Franz come out of my sim at 34. I had Bowl at 30. Um, That's just going to be a little bit more Bowl in relationship to the ownership. What do you want to do with Suggs then? Uh, Came back first game after missing five straight, played 28 and a half minutes. I gave him that same 28 again 
also assuming that Terrence Ross is in for this one. I don't have a great feel for how much he plays, but if he's coming off the bench, it sort of makes it easy to not give him too much more than 28 if you want to go that way. Um, so quickly, uh, somebody mentioned it in chat and I hadn't actually looked at the number. Do you know what Bowl Bowl's block rate is this season? I'm, I'm assuming that it's something real preposterous, like 7 or 8% or something. 5.8 per 100 possessions. <laughs> Okay. I thought it was just going to be like something staggering over the first six games, but yeah. Uh, Yeah. I mean, like to put that in context, I noticed yesterday, Brooke Lopez was at five and I was just like, holy shit, that has to come down. Um, But yeah, just destroying Brooke Lopez too. 21 blocks in 300 or in in 172 minutes. I know drop roses says he might get six blocks tonight. That's like the, yeah, that it's like oddly enough, a a decent guess. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Suggs. Yeah, so Suggs, the, the playing time, I think it's really difficult to project, but I, I am optimistic about his playing time. Uh, this was another one where coaches are just, well, th- he didn't explicitly lie. He just played him off the bench, with, which I think suggested he wasn't going to play a ton of minutes in his first game back, but went out, played 28 and a half minutes, closed both halves. I'm going to project him for 28 to 30 minutes. I don't really know why I wouldn't. Um I'll probably yeah, go to 30 if Ross ends up getting ruled out and keep what, him at 28. I'll probably go to 30 if Ross is ruled out and keep him at 28 if Ross is in. Yeah, that, that's what I'm thinking as well. Uh, and somebody had asked earlier if Sugg starts if Ross is out. Possibly. Um, Caleb Houston started the second half last game in place of Ross. But earlier in the year, we did see Suggs be the guy that moves into the starting lineup when I think it was Anthony went down. It might have been Ross. I don't remember. One of them missed a Anthony. game and Suggs started. So it could be. If he starts, I think I'd probably go like 32. If they yeah. if they spot start Caleb Houston, I'd probably go like 30. And then if Ross is in, I'd probably go 28. But okay. you know what you're getting with Jalen Suggs. He's an inefficient scorer that shoots a lot and gives you that upside where if his shot happens to be falling, he's going to destroy his price tag. If his shot is not falling, he's going to probably be pretty mediocre because he gets some assists, but you know, it's like a 19% assist percentage this year. And yeah, it's just, he's a scoring dependent, inefficient shooter, but he sort of has some Dylan Brooks in him. And so, you know, that that upside is always going to be there. What do we want to do with the rest of the good Jalen green? There you go. What do we do with the rest of this team? Because that's where it starts to get pretty confusing. Uh, RJ Hampton ended up playing 20 minutes in the past three games, basically all without Cole Anthony here. Mo Bamba is the straight backup center. He's 3,500, gets into an interesting conversation of do you like Bamba or James Wiseman more today? I like the Chuma one that's o- getting half the ownership of the other one. Yeah. Chuma Okiki plays random minutes, but now that Suggs is back, I don't know how much he's actually going to be out there. Caleb Houston could potentially play some more run. Do you see anything on the Orlando bench that stands out to you? Not that stands out, but you mentioned Mo Bamba. He basically is James Weissen to me. He's a good point-per-minute guy. We've seen him back in the rotation since Bol Bol moved into the starting lineup. Uh, he had kind of been kicked out and replaced by Bol Bol, but um, now that Bol is starting, we have Bamba playing the backup minutes. He's probably going to play like 12, 13 minutes. He's a good point-per-minute guy. The issue I have is that James Weissman is like the same play. Weissman's getting 7% ownership. Bamba's getting 14. I don't think Bamba's a bad play. You know, it's a two-game slate. You need that value. Um, if Bowl and or Carter got in foul trouble, maybe you see some more run for Bamba. But I just don't really think he should be getting twice the ownership of James Weissman. Um, Chumo Kiki at 3,700, getting 10% ownership. It is, I think, worth noting. So he only played 
12 and a half minutes last game. But Orlando played a really, really condensed second half rotation. Chumo Kiki only played three minutes in the second half after playing like nine or so in the nine and a half in the first half. There's no guarantee or I would say even expectation that Orlando runs that tight of a rotation in the second half again tonight. I think it's still reasonable to expect somewhere like 16 to 18 minutes for Chumo Kiki. Not that he's a great player or anything, but, you know, certainly playable as a value option. Um, do you have Okiki at 17? I sure, sure do. That's three now that you've fucking nailed. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like I think Okiki, out of those like kind of just random dudes off the bench, Okiki at 3,700 versus Hampton at 4,900. Even though Hampton's been playing more minutes, I think it's going to be easier to take chances on Okiki. I agree. Uh, and Hampton's getting no love because of that price tag. So that's fine. If Caleb Houston starts, do you have any interest? Yeah, I mean, you have to, right? I don't know. He played eight and a half minutes. Like, does 16 or 17 minutes of Caleb Houston interest you? Uh, 3K on a two-gamer? Unfortunately, it probably does. I have yeah, him as a baseline 0. 0.6 fantasy point per minute guy. So far this season, 0. 0.36 fantasy points per minute on FanDuel. So... I mean, interest might not be the right word for it, but... Yeah, he'll fall into some lineup. Same goes if it's Kevon Harris. Yeah. Anything else for Orlando? Just got to keep the eye on uh, Terrence Ross. No, that's it for me. Um, yeah, I'm with you, Joseph Elsinger. I would not be surprised if the two best teams in the NFL are in the Super Bowl. <laughs> Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Um, yeah, I mean, the most likely scenario is that, like, probably neither of them are, but I don't, I don't know how far we are in this season, but um, yeah, they they should be. I hope they're not. I don't want to see Philly succeed at anything. Bad enough they're in the World Series right now. They got no hit yesterday. That's helpful. Must have been banging on all sorts of trash cans for that one. Mo Bamba is better than Weissman and plays more minutes, and if this blows out, I like Bamba over Weissman. Um, they play like the same exact role, so the more minutes thing, I don't totally agree yeah. with. Um, I don't care who's better. I don't have an opinion on who's better. Um, and if this blows out, it's still the same play. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm still not convinced. I think they're the same play. There we go. Prize Picks is the presenting sponsor of this video or this show. If you use the link in the description, click it, head on over to Prize Picks, make a deposit. They will match that deposit up to $100. And you don't need an optimizer. All you got to do is pick player props over unders. And you put together five on one card, you can get net, net up to 10x your entry fee. We have plenty of tools at stochastic.com that will help you at prize picks. Adam and I are going to touch on a few player props that we like right now. I'm going to the first one right out of the gate. Paolo Bancaro, real life points over under 20 and a half. 20 and a half? Yeah. Uh, we have 22, so I'm going to assume that I'm going to have him even higher than that. I do have him higher than that by quite a bit. So, uh, yeah. Gonna have to go a little north there. Just out of curiosity, what is he averaging for the season per game? I 22. No 21-8 so far this season. Okay. 
Yeah, get me some Paolo Bancaro in this one. Uh, let's go to the opposite side, though. We'll go to Steph Curry, over under 26 and a half real points. We have him at 26. I think that's a pretty good line. Yeah, 27 and a half for me. And then the one that's going to matter most, which makes me feel better about how I have him projected, Clay Thompson, over under 17 and a half. We have him at 17. But we also, have- so actually, I'm going to go over there because we have him at 17, but we only have him at 27 and a half minutes. I have him at 17.6 fantasy points in 30 minutes, which makes me feel pretty good about the amount of clay that I'm getting. He is in 87% of my FanDuel lineups right now. So at least I got the player prop right, and I don't have to make any other changes. Finally, let's close it out with the other main pay-up option, the guy that we're about to talk about. I Nicole, the other main game. No, Nikola Jokic, over under 25 and a half real points. Under? I got him at 25 on the dot, so uh, it would be a slight under, if anything. But go check out Prize Picks, everybody. Link in the description. Denver Nuggets are six-point favorites in OKC 229 total. For Denver, we are waiting on the news on Bones Highland. He is questionable. So is Ish Smith. I don't know how much this really matters, although Bones Highland is projected for 17% ownership on both sides, so I guess it matters at least a little bit. Um, otherwise, we've got full strength Denver. Jokic 11 4 on DK, 11 5 on FanDuel. Should be pretty easy to get to considering he's 40% owned on DK and 50 on FanDuel. And I like him. He's Jokic. This one seems easy. I don't know how Oklahoma City slows him down. Yeah. I mean, the only negative on Jokic is that, you know, his rates do drop playing with Jamal Murray, but they still drop to a point where he's the best point per minute guy on this slate. The only guys better than him in the NBA on fully healthy teams, at least, are Giannis and Luka, and neither one is playing today. So he still has that going for him. Um, 1.52 DraftKings points per minute so far this year, 24.5% usage rate, 36% assist percentage, 18.3% rebounding percentage. Looks very good. It really does. Um, I got to 55% on FanDuel. I just sort of want to have him. You know you're going to be rotating through him and Steph, but it seems like we're going to have uh, enough salary to go around to like not have any issue paying up. And then you get to this mid-tier for Denver of KCP and Aaron Gordon, MPJ, Jamal Murray, but Bruce Brown to a degree. Do you have someone that stands out most for the rest of Denver? Jamal Murray. Um, Agreed. <laughs> he's just still not priced for... I'm not going to say no minutes restriction, but a very, what appears to be a very light minutes restriction. Played 31 and a half minutes last game. I know we had talked the other day. Uh, it feels like Denver hasn't played in forever because they haven't. But um, I know we had talked the other day about it seemed like Murray's minutes were ramping up a bit. He's 5,600. He leads the team with a 26.5% usage rate. He's only averaged 0.9 DraftKings points per minute, but that's on 48.3% true shooting. Now you can obviously argue that, you know, maybe he's rusty. It's going to take him a while to get back to scoring like, he has in the past and i think that's that's reasonable but again we're talking about a 5600 dollars price tag we're not talking about 6800 or 7k uh he's priced for what he has done this year and what he has done this year is play fewer minutes per game than he's going to play going forward and shoot worse than he's going to shoot going forward so jamal murray looks like a pretty easy play to me here he is in 79 percent of my fan duel lineups right now he is the second most owned guy from denver but not slowing me down kcp Holy gordon quarter what uh, sorry, 600 on DraftKings, but yeah. Uh, Drop Roses that said Murray being only $200 more expensive than KCP is unreal. Yeah, it is unreal. 
the rest of these guys are all like about 30% owned. Do you have a guy after that? Or are you just sort of mixing and matching the KCPs and Aaron Gordons and Bruce Browns of the world? Yeah, I mean, I think Michael Porter Jr. is the third guy. Like, he okay. obviously gives you plenty of scoring upside, 23.5% usage rate. He's rebounding well this year also. He actually has, other than Jokic and Jordan, he has the highest rebounding percentage on the team ahead of Aaron Gordon, which is noteworthy, 1.11 DraftKings points per minute for Porter. So I think he's the third guy. Gordon, I think, would be fourth, averaging 0.94 DraftKings points per minute. Kind of just contributes everywhere. Reasonable price on Gordon at 5,900 as well. Then I think Casey, so like KCP, I think is the fifth guy for me. If Highland plays and you want to gamble on him for 4,800, sure. Um, but yeah, I think it's Jokic, Murray, Porter, Gordon for me. You get Jeff Green getting some ownership on the bench. You get Bones Highland at 17% ownership on the bench. Christian Brown, DeAndre Jordan. What do we do with the bench guys for Denver? DeAndre Jordan is just a lower owned James Wiseman who's a lower owned Mo Bamba, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean like they're all they're all incredibly them. interchangeable. Yeah. Which is which is my point. Like I don't love any of these guys. You're kind of just, you know, gambling on cheap high point per minute guys and hoping to get lucky, but when they're the same thing and one is 15% owned, one is 7 and one is 3, I realize I really do not want to click on the name DeAndre Jordan, but I think at current ownership levels he's really interesting. Oh god, that's gross. So gross. Um, does that seventeen percent ownership to Bones Island at forty four hundred make sense to you? Does that feel a little high? I Maybe a little right. bit. Maybe yeah. a little high, but I think it makes sense. We haven't really talked about a lot of guys in that price range that we like. You know, we've yeah. talked about guys at the top like Jokic and Curry. We've talked about a lot of mid range guys. Whether that's you know even including like fifty six hundred Jamal Murray in that. We haven't really talked about a lot of like sub five k guys that are anything more than just play a backup center and hope that you run really good. So if Highland is playing and you're going to get 20 minutes or so from him, he has averaged 1.14 DraftKings points per minute. He's got a 31% usage rate and a 32% assist percentage. He's been extremely productive. So I do think the ownership makes some sense. Yeah, you and me both. It's just startling to see a bench guy pulling that, especially with a Q tag. <laughs> yeah, and for what it's worth, uh, we have his optimal percentage being like double the ownership. So that ownership might come up. We have, his own, we have his optimal at 34%. We have it at 30 on DraftKings, 29 and a half. Okay. Um, uh, that's one way to do it. <laughs> we have him projected at 21.6. That seems reasonable. Yeah, I'm, I'm a point-ish lower than that. But, I mean, 30% Bones Highland is a tough sell. That's a, It's hard for that to be optimal when you average 18 minutes a game. You can't be at a, a third of optimals. I have a hard time believing that one. Like the whole team, like all of OKC is basically like a giant Bones Island today. You're, just, you're going to find 4K guys somewhere. That said, uh, I do like him. I, I don't. I don't want to undersell him or anything like that. But that's a that's that yeah, leverage so it, feels a little. It, it high. almost to me, it, it almost feels like the truth is somewhere in the middle. Like 17% ownership versus 29.6% optimal. Like, can we just call it 23, 24 on, yeah, on both sides? I, I think that's pretty reasonable. Uh, anything else for Denver? Jeff Green's cheap. Bruce Brown's good. But nothing that looks great. All right. We might actually have to spend a little bit of time here on OKC, so let's dig into it now. Hit that like button if you're here, baby. 300, 300 people for a two-gamer on a Thursday. You guys are the, the real ones that show up for this one, so hit that thumbs up. 
Uh, Josh Giddy is back. Started the most recent game alongside Lou Dort, Shea Gildas Alexander, Jalen Williams, and Jeremiah Robinson Earl. I don't have a feeling. Like I assume they're going back to that same starting lineup. They could do anything. The whole team. They're doing that, but well, I have to start somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Everybody else is available and healthy here for OKC. So let's get the main three guys out of the way first, because SGA, Dort, and Giddy are going to get theirs today, no matter what. Uh, they're all, you know, in and around 30% owned. Shea a little bit more than that on DraftKings because of that price. Shea up to 45% owned at 10.8 on FanDuel. That's going to be pretty easy for me to run away from. So my whole slate is going to be based on not having Shea Gilgis Alexander. I do like him on DraftKings in a different way, though. Uh, what do you see for SGA, Dort, and Giddy? SGA's ownership on DraftKings really scares me. He's 9,700, so his price tag went up after the last game. He's getting 38% ownership. He's really, really good, but Dork, or not Dork, Giddy coming back does have a negative impact. Um, there's no reason to think that it wouldn't. Last slate, we saw everybody basically just ignored that Giddy was back, and then SGA still had a really good game. And he obviously can still have a really good game. He's a really, really good player. I just have a hard time paying the same price for him with Giddy as I would for Steph Curry at the same ownership. I think I'm going to prefer getting to Steph Curry if that ownership holds. If you get SGA down into that like 25, you know, even 30% range, then I think my view changes a little bit. But if he's going to be the same ownership as Curry with Giddy back, I'm going to have a hard time getting there, I think. Dude, we have him 6% ahead of Curry, $600 more expensive than Curry on FanDuel. 45% owned Shea at 10.8. Like, that's my whole slate now. And it, it, make, it makes me feel like I feel like I shouldn't be talking about him like that. But at 10-8, I'm just going to assume I'm going to take the chances on Yoke. Like, I'm just going to jam Jokic, jam Curry in and skip Shea at those rates. I got 10% yeah, and it's not, of him. You know, again, it's not it's not a knock on Shea. He's really, really good. It's just that, you know, one point. So 44 games with Josh Giddy active since the start of last season. 1.19 DraftKings points per minute, 34 and a half minutes per game for SGA. 29.6% um, usage, 29.4% assist percentage. You take Josh Giddy off, you get, or you take Josh Giddy out, you get 18 games, 1.49 DraftKings points per minute. So three tenths of a fantasy point per minute. Usage rate jumps five points to 34.5%. Assist percentage jumps six points to 35.5%. And he averages one more minute per game at 35.5%. You can't just pretend that. Giddy being back doesn't make a difference, even though SGA is good. 1.2 DraftKings points per minute, really good. 30% usage, really good. 30% assist percentage, really good. Doesn't warrant the same ownership as Steph Curry at the same price. I agree. Dort, I think, is just like a neutral play, 5,800 and 6K. Giddy, I think, is mostly just a neutral play as well. 7K on DK, 7,300 on FanDuel. Do you have anything you want to add for Dort or Giddy? Um, Giddy played 25 minutes last game. He came off the bench in the second half. So it seemed like they were looking to limit his minutes. That's going to lead me to probably give him, I don't know, 30 minutes here, give or take. I gave him 30. <laughs> so looks like we're in lockstep today from a playing time perspective. Don't worry. That's going to stop right now. Who the hell else plays for this team? Who? What do you project them for? I didn't go 24 minutes. I didn't go higher than 24 minutes to anyone else for OKC. I did leave Kenrich Williams back out of the rotation. I don't know if that happens. He could just get the minutes that Usman Jeng played. I think Poku's the second or the best option that isn't one of the big three. He's 25% owned, so it seems like the public agrees with me, but I have no comfort in this. Yeah, um, me neither. 
so I have no idea what the starting lineup is going to be. Um, I'm with you for right now. I'll just assume it's the same starting lineup that it was the other day. I have no idea if Kenrich Williams plays. Uh, they did say that it was basically they intended on him not playing to try and condense their rotation. But from what we've seen from OKC in the past, a lot of times that doesn't mean Kenrich Williams is out of the rotation. It means Kenrich Williams was out that game and now he's going to play in place of somebody else. Yeah. The really interesting part to me is Poku because he is a relatively good point per minute guy played 31 minutes off the bench last game. That's more than he was playing as a starter. So we can't just say, Oh yeah, Poku plays 30 minutes now because it's OKC and they just do random shit with these guys. So 0.92 DraftKings points per minute for Poku. He looks fine at 4,600. He's getting 25% ownership. That seems fine. Jalen Williams is getting 15% ownership at hundred dollars more shooting guard, small forward. He started last game, only played 22 minutes after playing like 20, eight or something off the bench in his previous game. If he starts again, I'm still going to project him for, you know, more minutes than he played last game. The issue if he starts is that the rates go down because you're playing more minutes with Josh Giddy and with Shea Gildas Alexander, and you're not going to be asked to do anything. So I'm still not very confident in Williams, but I do just sort of think it's interesting looking at the ownership right now, how, you know, Pokashevsky is getting a lot more than Williams when really, I think they're kind of similar in terms of, how you project them. I gave Poku 24 minutes. I gave Jalen Williams 24 minutes. I gave Trey Mann 24 minutes. Although I think that I could probably feel pretty safe about giving him <clears throat> two more and giving him 26, but that's neither here nor there. I just don't know what to do with, with any of this. I gave Earl 22. I kept Usman Deng in for 18. I think those 18 could just go directly to Kenrich Williams today and you don't skip a beat. Aaron Wiggins was the 10th guy. In the most recent game, after starting multiple games, he was the fifth dude to come off the bench. Uh, Darius Baisley was the first guy off the bench and then started the second half. This seems random, man. Yeah, well, I don't like it at all. Started the second half, played two minutes, and went back to the bench. He started yeah. the second half and played three minutes and 35 seconds in the entire half. Yeah, I don't... Like, what do you do with that? Yeah, it's just a totally, totally random team. Pay attention to ownership because there's the potential for somebody to kind of like slip through the cracks that has a path to doing well. If they get the minutes right now, it doesn't really seem that way. Like all the ownership seems basically where it should be based on, you know, what we saw last game, Poku getting the most um, Jalen Williams, second Baisley, third Robinson, Earl fourth man, fifth, that all seems fine, you know, out of those non main three guys, but do keep an eye on that just because, you know, guys like Darius Baisley at 3,900 on a slate like this, if his ownership were to just sort of start slipping and he gets down to like seven, eight percent, that becomes interesting because there's nothing stopping him from playing 24 minutes other than, you know, like it probably won't happen, but there's no reason it can. It's so good that they bumped Jalen Williams price tag up to like not make this stupid yeah. mid 3K range. And for Marv Perry, wrong Jalen Williams. Yeah. Uh, the other one is sent to the G League. Yeah. yeah, not the D League any longer either way, but. Um, yeah, there's there's two Jalen Williams on the Thunder. Yeah, the other one's gone. Yeah, someone DM me on Twitter yes or last time they played and asked about like I don't remember the specific question, but it was like they asked about Jalen Williams, but they spelled it J A Y L I N, and I replied mm -hmm. uh, like No, that one's not playing, but Jalen is. And then I realized that just came off as like a huge dick response if you didn't realize there were two, and you thought I was just like correcting your spelling. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I was like, No, uh, there actually are two of them. I mean, I'm going to give it like two or three more days before I'm I'm not going to tolerate any of these mistakes. If you don't know, that's your own problem. Play the wrong <laughs> one. Um, is there anything else like 
do you see groups as viable for the Thunder today? Because even that is just, I wouldn't even know where to know bucket how to people. It. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, what, what are you going to do? Like, max one of, like, if you look at the rotations last game, in the second half, Pokashevsky and Baisley did not overlap at all. But they can. They did in the first <laughs> they half. They can start together today. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, in the first half, they played a bunch of minutes together. And then in the second half, they it was like they were allergic to being on the court at the same time. Um, I, I don't even know how you would group this. Like, one group that I do normally set for OKC is max one of Robinson Earl, Poku, and Muscala because they've kind of been using – they had sort of been using them. Wow. You know, one of them starts, one of them barely plays, the other one sort of plays. But then last game, you had Robinson Earl playing alongside Poku for huge stretches of the second half. They closed alongside each other. So – yeah, I don't know how you would set groups for this team because they just throw guys on the court and say, like, hey, you're the center right now. I just realized that Muscala didn't play again. Like, I fully yeah. expect him to be in the rotation as well. He, he so. was, it was him and Williams were the ones in the quote that it was planned for them not to play to condense the rotation. It just, to me, it seems almost likely that you get, like, I don't know, Poku starting now, Muscala in the rotation, Robinson Earl DNP. And then like Jang DNP and Williams in the rotation. I have no idea. If if we don't hear anything by lock and it's the way that it is right now, I'm projecting Williams and Mascala in 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 and taking out Dang and somebody else and just like hoping I get that right. Yeah. So that's the thing. Who do you who do you take out? Because I think it's Robinson Earl, but that's scary considering he started the last game. I mean, Dang for sure. Well, actually, you you can take Dang Jang out, put Williams in. And then just sort of split the minutes up between Robinson Earl and Muscala also. Yeah, probably. And Robinson Earl's 4,900 on Fandle. I actually don't mind like not really projecting him and taking a shot on Muscala just because even at the 22 minutes I gave JRE, like I'm not going to get to him at 4,900. That's too big of a price tag for what I'm projecting for. So I might as well at least try to get to a piece that I think could show up in this game and play. Yeah, on DraftKings, though, he's 4K. So, like, he's in that same price range as, you know, all these backup centers that we've been talking about. And not that Robinson Earl really is anything other than that, too. But, like, he's playable. It's so weird because Golden State and Denver, very, very easy to talk about. Orlando, to a degree, like, pretty easy to talk about. And then you get the three main guys for OKC. And, like, whoever is the best guy out of the randomness of OKC is probably in an optimal lineup tonight. And best of luck to you figuring out which one it is. It's so much easier. Even teams where like they have inconsistent rotations in terms of minutes. If you tell me who is subbing in for who, typically, it's really easy to figure out like the ways things can go. With OKC, they just pull a name out of a hat and say, hey, he's coming out, you're going in. It basically makes it impossible to do anything other than say, everybody can play 20 to 24 minutes. I mean, they basically randomize their rotations between the first half and second half of the last game. Not right. even just like between games. In the same game, I don't even know what they're going to do once they have their halftime meeting. <laughs> right. Like you can literally, you you could play, call it a bunch of Darius Baisley today at low ownership. You get the first half rotation where he plays, you know, 15 minutes or something. You're like, oh, I'm going to make, I'm going to make a lot of money today. It's a Darius Baisley game. And then he plays two minutes in the second half despite starting. Right. Yeah. Like Baisley gets the first half. Kenrich Williams gets the second half and they both play 14 minutes. <laughs> and right. And you're just like, what? All that's on the table. It's fun. Uh, you should, I would imagine, have a little bit of additional information when you go back for the deeper dive later today at 5 p.m. Do you have anything else you want to add for OKC or for the rest of this slate? 
No. Neither do I, man. Uh, Going to be an oddly fun one. Sort of. I like the 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock start. Like, this would be a lot worse if this were, if there was a later game. So, yeah. you get your sweat in pretty early, but. Oh, I I meant to ask you earlier. Have you noticed uh, Steph Curry's rebounding percentage this year? No. 11.9%. A little high for him. He is averaging 11 and a half rebound chances per game. Huh. Kevon Looney leads the team with 11.6. Curry's at 11.5. Wiggins 11.1. Draymond 9.9. Hmm. I don't he even is know the leading what... rebounder on the Warriors. I don't even know how to look into that. Like what? <laughs> it makes me think it's by design. Oh, yeah, for sure. He didn't just... They're doing something different. Yeah, I don't so know what that I is. I guess my point is, from a fantasy standpoint, I'm buying into it. Yeah, I, yeah, I got to admit. Let's see. I got the rebounding rate right now at nine. So might have to tack on an extra percentage point or so there. Get a little bit more Curry in lieu of getting SGA, I guess. Yeah, he's averaging seven and a half rebounds per game. Wiggins and Draymond are at six. Looney's at six. Fair enough. Guys, two-game slate in the books. Thank you for being here. Thank you to Prize Picks for being the sponsor. Adam will have the Tournament Plays videos a little bit later. Injury report? Not today? I don't think so. I don't think we have anybody. Just Terrence Ross? Yeah. There you go. You can put that out as a vine if you want to. <laughs> uh, good luck, everybody. Make sure you're watching all of the other eight shows we have today. Win some money. We're back again tomorrow morning. Enjoy everything, buddy. I don't know what to say any longer. This slate's weird. I'm out. Peace. I need coffee. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.